Okay. Let's go ahead and get started. All right. You're talking very nicely into the microphone. Good job. Excellent. <laughs> you followed all the instructions, mm-hmm. as I would imagine you would. I, I also wrote um, my name properly. There you go. You got your notebook ready to go? Mm-hmm. I'm ready. Okay. So, welcome to episode four <laughs> of the Booze Cruise podcast. Sarah can't even keep it together. Okay. Neither of us, same as last episode, neither of us have seen this movie. For episode four, we are doing a classic risky business. I'm so excited. And I I have I literally have no context for this movie other than the scene. Well, speaking as the only person in this house that was alive when this movie came out. <laughs> I have some memories yeah of it being a thing right I, I was you know one and a half when it came out right so like yeah even kind of but I think that when it was maybe like later in the 80s it was still such an iconic movie that it was you know something else yeah. so I remember Rebecca De Mornay being a thing like in everyone 80s, like was yeah. in love with Re- Rebecca yeah. De Mornay and I never understood it because I don't think she's I mean she's I'm sure she's a lovely person <laughs> I, I don't know her personally. I mean no ill will <laughs> towards Rebecca De Mornay. She's going to show up on my doorstep. I listen to the podcast. <laughs> Who's this Sarah chick? But if I were to vote on her hotness, I would say yay or nay. I would say Rebecca De Mornay. <laughs> De Mornay. Nah, it's not my type. But she, so I didn't, I didn't really understand that. Um, but, and then also, I mean, obviously the iconic scene, which is going to be, I, I, I just feel like watching this movie, I'm going to be just waiting for that scene oh, of like what's the context yeah. of this why are you why are yeah. you wearing pants you know what i'm saying <laughs> and why are you sliding why the no pants yeah yeah why that um, particular song i'm hope yeah i'm hoping that we get an answer to the why the no pants i'm very excited it'd be weird if it there was no answer to that um i really have no i think isn't he supposed to be a teenager in this movie that was literally my next question for you i'm not joking I because I've seen the the trailer for it. Yeah, isn't he like he home seems alone, very like young. his parents like his are, parents are out of town. Yeah, it's something like that. Booger's in it from <laughs> <laughs> Booger's in it. Is I don't he? know who he plays. Yeah. The guy from uh Revenge of the Nerds, right? Revenge of the Nerds that he was Booger in. See, I've never seen that. I'm so old. <laughs> you're not that you're five years older than I've me. I've never seen those movies either. I, I just know that from you context. Just know that. Yeah. No, but I know Booger, he was in a lot. He was in um, one of my favorite movies, Better Off Dead. Nice. With which is a very obscure, ridiculous movie with John Cusack. He was in that. He's always like the best weird friend. You know, oh, the weird yeah, friend yeah. that like does crazy stuff. He was also in Moonlighting. I feel like another were, excellent were show from the eighties. Like, especially typecast in the eighties. Yeah. Yeah. Like there was a lot of typecasting going on in the eighties. I'm wondering too, because this was like the first movie that he was in. I'm wondering if this is gonna be like where he got time oh cast. like yeah, they're like you're really good at this like character. you're really be- good at being yeah. weird um yeah i think the only thing that i really know is that and i don't even know that for sure but i feel like he's supposed to be a teenager he's home alone during the dancing sliding through the lobby foyer with his shirt on and no pants <laughs> no pants and that's all i know and socks and socks he's and got like, the socks on like high socks i think so here's the and the only other thing i know about this majorly fun fact is that i used a still from this movie for the artwork for the podcast oh that's what it's from that his face is from this movie oh that's because he's wearing the classic black you know shades yeah he looks laughing ridiculously (laughs) he looks really young so i'm guessing i mean is this a teen movie like that was my question for you is this like a teeny bopper movie i feel like but it's rated r so buckle up was this his first like was this like his big break I think so. Really? I right, think cool. so. 
me see where it all began. Where it all, where the Tom Cruise mania all began. Well, we might as well just go ahead and dive right in. I'm excited. Let's blow up. Okay. So your folks are going out of town. Just use your best judgment. You know we trust you. You got the place all to yourself? <laughs> A good time, Joe. In the privacy of your own home. Just take those old records off the shelf. That's her. She's fantastic. Yeah. I said listen to her by myself. Did you have a good time last night? <laughs> I had a great time. Days music ain't got the same song. You ever get high, Joe? Don't let me do anything stupid. Don't worry. I like that old time of rock and roll. Who's the U-boat commander? Don't try to take me to a disco. I don't remember giving permission for a party, Joe. A party? Got a trig midterm tomorrow, and I'm being chased by Guido, the killer pimp. Music just Doesn't anyone want to accomplish anything, or do we just want to make money? Make money. Make a lot of money. There's a time for playing it safe. And a time for risky business. Whew. Ah, God. <laughs> I, uh... This would be hilarious if we were on tape and it just cut to us afterwards, just blank stare. Like, what? Just shark eyes. Like, what did we just watch? Uh, that's pretty much how we feel um, after I'm... watching Risky Business. I don't understand why that is so iconic. <laughs> now than i was two hours ago <laughs> you for watching you, that because you watched watching this movie. movie uh my um, guest on today's podcast is sarah eichenberger welcome to the podcast sarah welcome <laughs> my host today is jessica ross <laughs> Well, thank my, you. My coworker and person I text at midnight if I'm seriously injured. Nobody has introduced me yet on this <laughs> podcast, so I appreciate that. Um, thank you. Uh, I do work with Sarah. We've been working together for what? When did you start? April. April. So seven months. I, I was I was not hired in the math department. <laughs> That's right. She's one of our designers um, up at Kona Ice, and um, we share a lot of similar pop culture um trivia freakish and knowledge interests yes <laughs> um and when i asked her which movie she wanted to watch she suggested risky business you're right it's, it's all my fault so it's 1000 percent her fault this is on me yeah this one's on me i apologize <laughs> i take the blame for this one it's so iconic and there's the scene that everybody knows it's been parodied about a million times i know they didn't mention any of the other scenes they did In fact, if it was just a movie of him doing that it still would have been just as awkward it's really true <laughs> we'll, we'll talk at about least that less painful we'll talk about that um oh. our drink for the podcast today is the whiskey business <laughs> which i loved um <laughs> mine was a uh, non-alcoholic version it's true Still so it has good. um ginger beer 
and lemon lime soda, which is what Sarah was drinking tonight. <laughs> Mine had the addition of whiskey, which was delicious, but I'm sure it's great both ways. Yeah, it's really so good. both good as a cocktail and a mocktail. Yeah. I would recommend, although good yours drink. would just be business. Yeah. And it's just, <laughs> I would say overall risky whiskey business, good drink, bad movie. Bad movie. Yeah. Um, so the tagline for this movie, which I thought you would appreciate is there's a time for playing it safe and a time for risky business. <laughs> the taglines for 80s movies were the best. Um, and then the director is Paul Brickman, who, as it turns out, only directed two movies in his lifetime. Oh, look at that. I so can't imagine why. I think you could see why um, after this movie. But here's the shocking thing. 96% tomato meter. 96% all men on Rotten Tomatoes. All men probably. under the age of 23. <laughs> um, and a 72% audience score, which is shocking. <laughs> no. I don't think either of us really enjoyed this movie. Oh, I know. Um, ba- baby Tom Cruise, which is how I will refer to him yeah. in this podcast because he is a baby in this movie. His character's name is Joel Goodson, which I put down, it's good Goodson. son. Yeah. Really? No. Was that supposed to be funny? Yeah, I think it was. <laughs> I mean, you're all about like the puns. No. I didn't say um, it was a good pun, but I think it was. They were trying to be funny. When did you realize it? Because it took me basically till the end of the movie. <laughs> oh, I didn't even know his last name. You just oh, told me. Really? <laughs> I thought his name was Joe for part of it. Oh yeah, no, they weren't. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, very, Joel, Joel, Joel. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, mm-hmm. so I can't imagine that there's. I am shocked that most people have seen this movie, but. I kind of felt like we were the last two people on the planet Earth that hadn't seen yeah. Risky Business. But now I'm thinking maybe we were the lucky few for a while. Well, I wrote down, um, what did I, where did I write this? Um, it's a teen movie for teens, yet it's rated R. Oh, no. So what? Yeah. I you don't can't, know. none of the teens could have even seen this movie. It was very shocking. How, how old do you have to be to see a rated R movie? 17. 17? Yeah. I mean, I think he was playing like a 17-year-old. 17, 18. Yeah, but still. I mean, that was like really their target audience and, you know, gross people. (laughs) You know, gross people. Some people are like, I love that movie. Morally, I morally object to this movie. (laughs) My elevator pitch would be, I'm now terrified for Banks' teenage years. (laughs) That's my son. Terrified. Don't ever let him watch this movie. No. Or have friends. Or <laughs> any friends. Any friends. Any friends at all. Who knows what they're Stick doing? Stick with female friends. Friends. Yeah. Friends. Yeah. Um, I think it's interesting that the first thing I wrote down, I, I mean, it was it. what turned into my list of moral objections was lots of kids smoking. And oh, that's the do, least of it. Do I thing. wish that was the worst of it? Yes. Now I'm like, oh, I'll take a movie about kids smoking. Just smoke all you want. Light them up. I don't care. Light it up. Light them up. <laughs> uh, okay. So give me a, give me just a brief plot synopsis of the movie. Me? Yes. Oh, golly, do I? No, the other, You're the, asking other me. the other person on this podcast. I have to me. relive this. Basically, if TikTok, <laughs> the garbage fire app, was, was a whole movie. This would be it. This would be it. It was a 17, 18-year-old boy who uh, presumably is a virgin and is getting teased about it by his friends. Right. 
and who were smoking, who were smoking <laughs> <laughs> and playing poker as as 17 year olds right, right, right. are wont to do right yeah um and booger <laughs> from from Bridge of the Nerds nice um teases him to the point where he like calls a call girl and like tells her to show up at this kid's house like at Joel's house Tom Cruise's house and she does but I mean it's really a man and he's like no no I don't want to do that and he pays her $75 and then he's like well what you want what all white kids on this side of the lake want I think is what he said um is Lana everybody likes Lana which this guy had one of the best lines in the movie girl whatever said you don't what does he say you don't uh pay for a Panasonic when you want a Sony <laughs> what? what a weird Which is like have some more confidence in yourself I know but <laughs> also like was, were Sony and Panasonic like yes we want product placement in this movie and that is the context <laughs> we want it in <laughs> like what <laughs> so awkward oh my gosh so Lana he he ends up calling Lana and after Lana, he after he goes through a pages of call girls of he, one yes. which one is submissive oh, Sarah <laughs> one of which is submissive Sarah I swear it wasn't me yeah <laughs> she was only one I and have and a half. an alibi yeah. and um so Lana comes over just walks in his house he's yeah, just she, sitting on the couch literally I'm like did, was thought, he like I left the front door unlocked yeah. come on in whenever you get here and a little background he's been having these dreams yes. where he can't whatever i am not even going this is terrible (laughs) (laughs) so we didn't know for a while if it was a dream and then she's there and she gets naked immediately and the doors fly open the doors fly open so we're like like, oh it's a dream dream, right there's leaves everywhere (laughs) (laughs) we're like well i mean it's not realistic this is like old you'd immediately be like oh we gotta clean up the leaves (laughs) old women watching this movie like get the leaves out of there It's so messy. Stop getting in your house. Oh my Get a gosh. Rake. <laughs> I was immediately worried the next day when I was like, did he sweep up the leaves? I know. We're like, we walk in. He's like, ah, where'd these leaves come from? Then she's still there in the morning. Which, okay. Can we talk about that for a second? Right. Because what they call don't, girl? They don't she, do that. Did she pack a bag? She had I another mean, outfit. She had another outfit. Yeah. Was she like, I'm definitely spending the night at this kid's house. Like, What? And it's like, I don't, and you know, maybe she did because he, she was recommended by the other lady. And apparently, <laughs> and apparently he lives really far out. That other guy was like, I don't come all the way out here for just anything. I know. I know. I but know. But still, she had like a full on like jeans and a shirt. Jeans like, and not a like shirt. A, not like pajamas, like and a whole other outfit. She hadn't left, you know, like, which is. She made him breakfast. From what I understand. She made him breakfast. I, again. I'm really not submissive, Sarah, so I don't know this for a fact, but like, I'm pretty sure that they don't do that. They don't spend the night. And so then, okay, so she owes, he owes her $300 and then, um, you know, so then he has to go to like the bank or something because he's 17 and doesn't have $300. And then he, while he's at the bank, she steals this glass egg of his mother's. While he's at the bank, he's going to pay for the hooker with his savings bond. (gasps) From his oh grandparents. Thank you for bringing that he up. He opens up the ca- the thing and like it has a card in there. It's like we're so proud of you, Joel. Love grandma and grandpa. Well, yeah. I'm like it's oh it's disgusting. 
Oh, and also, I forgot to even tell you, during the first sex scene, they cut to them having sex to pictures of Tom Cruise as a baby. Again, bringing the motherhood out of me again and saying, oh my gosh, my sweet baby boy, he's never going to grow up. He's never going to grow up. We're just going to have to keep him two and a half. And also, here's a really fun, weird fact that I know. So there's a picture of Tom Cruise on that table of pictures Mm -hmm. that I picked out. Um that is one of him from high school, but it's also in the movie Night and Day that he's in with Cameron Diaz, oh. and it's at his parents' house in that movie, and it has to be like his senior picture. It has to actually Because it's be like him. the senior picture, you know right. what I mean? But it's just funny to me that it's been used in two right. different movies, it, like vastly different. Like Night and Day was like 2009. Yeah. Like all so of like, the baby pictures looked like it was probably Tom Cruise. Actually Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They did not find a baby, a baby, baby Tom Cruise a Baby, baby. So anyway, anyway. So she steals the egg. She's, she stole the egg. Then he has to get the egg back. And then she won't leave his house. And then, oh, he has she has a pimp that is scary. And he's she's is, like, oh. Whose name is Guido. Is legitimately Guido. Again, this movie would not be made now for no. many reasons. Um, And yeah, so like it, it's all whatever. And then he, what I don't even know what happens next. He like somehow he finds out where she's gonna be. They're at the hotel where she's at with the right. other dude. And find the pimp guy, and then he yeah. like they so they show up. Off. They make eye contact. They get in the car, which they, my one yeah. of my favorite. While they're in the car, he and his buddy, his buddy's in the back seat, and his okay. buddy, <laughs> his buddy goes, "I'm really not enjoying this." And I was like, "Me too, <laughs> me too." <laughs> I feel that on a very real level. I wrote car chase line. I'm really not enjoying this. And then underneath of it, but yeah, me either. <laughs> and then none of us there's, are. There's a lot of really good lines in that scene because when he pulls the Porsche back into his parents' house, he goes, Oh, gosh, Porsche, yes. Porsche. There is no substitute. And that I was like, must be their tagline. From is back that then? the worst and most obvious product placement of all time? Oh Has to be. Oh, it was terrible because <clears throat> he they like had like a car chase thing and yeah. it was terrible. So, so she ends up staying the she night ends up again. Staying the night again, he can't get her out of her house. His yeah. house. She leave, he leaves him <clears throat> her there at his house, even though she already stole something. Yes, because exactly. he has to go to school. school. Because he's okay. Because he's a high schooler. Like they don't even try to hide the fact that this is Ugh. a child having a relationship with a call girl. Yeah, it's bad. I mean, they repeatedly like, oh, here's his baby picture. Don't forget, he's a child. And then he's like, oh, I have to go to high school now. Don't yeah, forget. By the way, and there's he's a, still a kid. And there's a hooker at my there's house. There's a hooker at my house. Yeah. It's terrible. Oh, my gosh. This How, is an awful movie. By the way, we didn't guess any of this. Oh, no. Before. <laughs> no. <laughs> We're like, oh, sweet little oh. innocent Tom Cruise. He's just running around in his, his button down because right. he's home by himself. Right. No. 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 Which, by the way, we kind of should have known, though, from risky business. I mean, there was nothing risky about, I mean, like, what? Like, somebody might walk in and you're not wearing anything. Really, that's it should have been called the risque risk. business. Risque. <laughs> Maybe that's how you pronounce it for this movie. Maybe we've been saying it wrong. Um, but, uh, which, speaking of that scene, like, the scene that everybody knows from risky right. business was interesting. No. And I don't really understand why it's iconic. Um, yeah. And it know. really, really reminded me of his lip sync battle with Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> Do you remember I that? Seen this. No. <laughs> on the late night on Jimmy Fallon's show, he came on and did a lip sync battle with Jimmy Fallon. And it was really uncomfortable. <laughs> well, we saw in the opening credits, somebody, whoever, I don't remember what James he was doing. O. James O'Fallon. Fallon. Full maybe, circle. Maybe it's Jimmy's dad. <laughs> 
time Old traveler. James O'Fallon. They dropped he dropped the O and he got in show business. <laughs> um, but I was dying because oh. in the cocktail episode, he lip syncs in that one, and Fran was like, "It makes me so uncomfortable." And she goes, "I realized that because he does it in Jerry Maguire too." I'm like, "Why is he doing it in all these movies that he's lip syncing? Like, is it in his contract? Like, I will only do the movie." If, if I can, can lip sync to something, started out my career this way. I'll end I know. my career this way. I ever at least every five movies or so, I need to lip sync. Which, by the way, song. how did this movie not end his career? This is it's uh, crazy. You to said me, it this is like really... why do people make these decisions early on in their career? And it's like it worked for him. Yeah, but like I, I would never. I know it's crazy. I don't know, but basically, so th- he keeps running around with this yeah. hooker while his parents. How long were his parents? And going? then she like knocked the Porsche into neutral when they were down by the lake. That was the funniest. Honestly, like Tom Cruise trying to stop the car from fall- going into the lake was like the funniest scene in the whole movie. And I at, thought. And at that point, I said out loud and I wrote down, somebody watched this movie and didn't like it as much as I did and said, this needs to be made into a better, less trashy movie. And then they wrote Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Right. <laughs> because there was a lot in common. But Ferris Bueller's Day Off is a much superior movie. Both set in Chicago. It's true. I'm just saying a so, car ends up getting destroyed. Their dad's car gets end up getting destroyed and they have to figure out a way to fix it. So this is really interesting. The house for this movie and the house for Ferris Bueller's Day Off are actually right around the corner from each other. Oh, what in town real life. Like they filmed them like the houses were right around the corner from each other. What it part? really is. This is like the skeezy version of Ferris Bueller's the, Day Off. I know where the Home Alone house is, but where are these houses? Do you know what Highland part Park? Oh, yeah, Highland. Yeah. Or Highland something. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, Highland Heights is here. Highland Park will yeah. be there. Yeah. Um, which that's a really funny coincidence that I, we didn't even know that, but Sarah lived for a time in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Huge Cubs fan. Big Cubs fan. Yeah. Big Cubs fan. So that's a fun little tie into this movie that we did. That was an accident. We didn't even know that was going to happen. Don't sully my town. Um, so there's a movie. And you have risky business in front of you and you have Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Always choose Ferris Bueller's, choose Ferris Bueller's Day Off. It's a much superior um, movie. Yeah. Oh, man. But uh, so, so anyways, the, his dad's Porsche gets ruined, in, ruined the in the lake. And so he ends up having to basically turn his house into a brothel. Having to. to yes. He yeah, had no choice to, in the matter. Right. 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 To he make has, the money back. The way they put it is, let's get my friends together with your friends. Yeah. It's, friends it all seemed very like sanitized. Disgusting. Yeah. Then the Princeton guy comes because he has an interview with the Princeton admissions, recruiter, guy. Yeah, admissions yeah, yeah, yeah. guy. And he comes during the brothel. Which I wrote down. Um, how did he just. Why is the admissions guy just showing up at like like nine o'clock, nine o'clock on a Friday night. night. It's dark. Yeah, it's, it's dark. Like very outside. bizarre. Like I'm like, that's when you set the appointment. Yeah, very is- weird. So anyway, you know what's gonna happen there. It's very, you know, predictable. Like, oh, you're not good enough to get into Princeton, except oh, you have a brothel going on, and I'd like to partake. <laughs> and in exchange, you now get to go to Princeton. Well, because and now he's like, well, he's a very good businessman. Yeah. Look at what he's right. doing. Yeah. It did not work out for Lori Laughlin though. This <laughs> is not that how you get people not. into college. Oh my gosh. <laughs> or Felicity Huffman. Um, this is where they got the idea. This is, they were like, we're real big fans of Risky Business. I don't know if you've seen it. Um, it really <laughs> launched Tom Cruise's career. Isn't it so bizarre that this is the movie that launched Tom Cruise's career? Because I feel like it's very not Tom Cruise. No, it's very off-brand. It's yeah. extremely off-brand. Very weird. It is very weird. I mean, and I don't know. So oh, basically the- it ends with 
everything works out fine oh, yeah. because well sort of the he, moral of the story is just do whatever the heck you want and everything yeah. will work out yeah so he oh yeah so the girl the the original call girl rebecca de Mornay, which i'm still against her yeah, well, yeah. I, I do agree that she's a little bit prettier than i thought but still th- this did nothing well, and she's super shady in this movie. Super shady. And like, he keeps believing away. her. Yeah. He's an idiot in this movie. He's so dumb. He's 17. I he's know. He's a child. He's a child. Of course <laughs> he's an idiot. cannot be trusted to make these decisions. <laughs> like, she's stolen multiple things from him and he's like, He's not what? fully developed yet. I know. So she coaxes him away from the brothel. So then they can then steal all of his furni- his parents' furniture and clothes and then charge him for it. So like basically he makes no money off the brothel. Right. He makes enough to like get the car fixed and then they like charge him the rest of it. Right. To get all of his stuff back so he won't get in trouble with his parents, which is actually pretty genius. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking about it. Am I supposed to be on their side? You're like, wait a second. Hold on. Second I'm thought, confused. I am very against Tom Cruise in this movie. <laughs> Maybe I'm on their side. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That genius business smart. proposition that was actually oh my smart. gosh my favorite line that i wrote down <laughs> was nobody owns me said by the girl that sells her body <laughs> nobody owns me nobody except owns for all me. the people that pay for, like, to use that, me i mean like own it man i yeah. mean like this is what you do yeah and whatever like, and there, are like, they supposed to be the same age or keep minutes. she keeps saying like i kind of thought that like maybe she was around his age maybe a little bit she's probably like 19 i was gonna say she has to be at least 18 right because she, she can't she be she gave him like a, a sad sob story about her background why she left home and and then kept getting mad at him every other minute because she was like oh you offended me by asking about my brother you know like and it was like I, what's happening yeah I don't even now i think she was just a con artist yeah but then they go on the train and, you know, oh, to God. do stuff. and <laughs> Which is apparently another iconic scene. Which I'm like, ew. I it's really gross. And uh, In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins. Yes. Place is ruins it. Classic. But there's this old lady on the train <laughs> that just like looks back at them and like it looks disgusted. Hard eye roll. <laughs> like just <laughs> like a hard pass. Like she is so disgusted. And I'm, we both were like, I am that lady right now. <laughs> We are we are the old lady. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Um and so basically like he comes back, the furniture's gone. Um he has to pay Guido the pimp. <laughs> <laughs> I keep thinking you're being so offensive. I know. And then I'm like, oh, That's yeah, his, no. name. That was his name. I think at, when they said it the first time I looked it's... over at you and I was like, did they just say his name was I, Guido? Well, at first she like yells at him, so you're like, no, she's just She's just using a common ethnic she, slur. It's she's fine. just racist. <laughs> she's just a racist. Yeah. Um, it's 1983. Right. You know, that was much more acceptable, I guess, to yell at people. But apparently that's his name or nickname or, I mean, who uses their real name as a pimp, really? That's true. <laughs> Let's be real. Sick. And it's Joey Pantoliano. So mm-hmm. gotta love that. Which you called. And I did. He has strong, hair in this movie, which was weird. <laughs> strong Chicago accent. Joey Pants. Solid Chicago accent. I approved. The only one in the movie. The only one that did have one. That actually had. He sh- might actually be from Chicago. We'll have to look <laughs> it up. We'll have to look it up. Um, so anyways, he gets all the furniture back. Of course, he moves it back in just in time for his parents to show up from their trip. Does that sound like another movie that you've seen? <laughs> Called Ferris Bueller's Day <laughs> Off. Ferris yes. Bueller's Day Off. Does this, is this ringing a bell? <laughs> and then all after all that, the egg got cracked in the middle after all that. His mom found it. Oh, when he's buying and she's the f- wildly disappointed about that. Like, just wait till you get to know your son a I little know. bit better. Well, and also, like, how, why would you come home from a trip and immediately go check your egg? I gotta go look at this egg. I gotta go, I gotta go worship the egg on my mantle. Oh, my gosh. But I mean, the, him getting the egg back is, like, the most dramatic 
like Joey Pantoliano's like, you want it? Catch. And, and he, he like chucks Slow mo jumping. Yes. A la Ferris Bueller's yeah. Day. I swear, I think Which someone watched this first. Movie. This one. Did it? Wait, when did Ferris Bueller's Day come out? I would say probably like 85, 86. We're looking it up right now because I have to know. Um, <clears throat> I could be totally 86. Up. You were right. Oh. So yeah, this came out three years after. Yeah. Or Ferris Bueller's Day Off came out three. Yeah. So they were like, they we can do that better. <laughs> I can make a way better movie. They're like, um, like, we're going to do, well, you know how they pitched it. They were like uh, risky business without the prostitutes. <laughs> Thoughts. <laughs> they were like, you know what? It just <laughs> might work. <laughs> be a better movie it might be a better movie i don't know um oh my god yes. no the only can i talk about what i did like about the movie yes it'll just take a second <laughs> very very short second okay i did not know he was in this movie and i'm very excited about it bronson pincho is in this movie and you said who <laughs> let me just tell you about bronson pincho <laughs> and sarah's relationship with him over oh the okay i had a poster of bronson pincho on my wall as a child because I loved him in a very special show, also set in Chicago, called Perfect Strangers, oh. where he played a man named Balky Bartakamos. <laughs> <laughs> and his tagline was, don't be ridiculous. <laughs> he, had very, he had a very thick accent, and it was it was based in Chicago. Great theme song that I could sing for you right now. It has a great, it's all the, like the whole theme song, like the opening credits, like they're going through Chicago. There's a great shot of outside of Wrigley Field. It's fantastic. See, he's like this like wide-eyed dreamer that comes to the, the, to America for like the American dream. And he's like, you know, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed. And he, of course, rooms with a very cynical American that's annoyed with everything he does. Right. Perfect strangers. Perfect strangers. Perfect strangers. I feel like this explains so much about our <laughs> It's a great day. show. Like I feel like it's a great the show. fact that you had a poster of him <laughs> on your wall. I'm like, that's all Michael I need Jordan. to know. Michael Jordan and Bronson. You had a Michael Jordan reason. poster on your wall? Oh yeah, a lot. I wore a lot of Michael Jordan clothing. I was very into Michael Jordan. <laughs> I mean, book Chicago Bulls. You know. It was yeah, like, yeah. No, I get it. It's just it like 90s, shocking to me. The 90s, the early 90s, obviously it was. A good time for the chicago Bulls. oh yeah so and yeah. the nba just as a I also whole like scotty pippen but i don't like to admit that now because it turns out he was kind of awful oh yeah you know? yeah michael jordan still he still stands like, i know that's... he shouldn't because he was a terrible flanderer but <laughs> well <laughs> but you know it was before social media yeah, we didn't know about it yeah but um, um but yeah it was a great great show i will sing that i will sing the song for you after we are after, after the mics are off not being recorded. Um, so some things about this movie obviously the iconic scene to the old time in rock and roll but also the ray-bans yes that's very much this movie and they mm -hmm. open and kind they kind of open and kind of close the movie mm -hmm. on the infamous sunglasses right and and that was but I, it's like it's not the opening shot and it's not the closing shot but it feels like it's going to right like they zoom in on his eye on the lens and then it's it just like and you're weird. like oh this is the end and then it just like cuts to him like putting yard tools back in the shed <laughs> and you're like okay that was weird that was why weird. is that there was some weird cinematography in this because even in the beginning like when his parents are leaving the director just chose to do like point of view 
for the entire time that right. they're like telling him that they're leaving and they're at the, air- at the airport. And I'm like, Again, that was a weird. Did that ha- did that happen in Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Potentially. I don't. It's been a while since I've seen that. And now it kind of feels like Ferris Bueller's Day Off just ripped off. Like, yeah, I think they did. Stevenson. I think they were like, we can make a way better version of this yeah, movie. A more family friendly version. Family friendly, funnier. <laughs> and, and really a better plot line. I mean, that yeah. plot line. Was, was terrible it was so bad how did he know where she lived like when he, yeah there's how did a lot he know of plot that holes she was gonna be at the drake hotel yeah then by the way i've been to the drake we used to go to tea time at the drake it's a very classy place it's a very classy place. Mornay, the hooker it's not gonna hang out at the drake <laughs> um fun fact about the drake hotel too the drake hotel is referenced in the first mission impossible by oh, really? john voigt's character yeah, it's, a, it's a great he I takes mean, the bible from it's haunted but it's a the great, drake hotel oh, is haunted yeah. oh yeah oh yeah Ugh, i don't believe in ghosts so well, you'll be fine then <laughs> then you don't have anything you to should be scared go of it's is it really haunted <clears throat> i mean like i mean as much as anything is haunted i suppose no we used to go there for tea time at the drink i went for my birthday one year and it's it's like you know it's like high tea it's oh. great you have little like sandwiches and like little cookies and cakes and stuff it's great nice you should totally do it next time you should you're in town totally do it if you're feeling proper um i think we both were like who are these children i never knew anybody in high school that was like yes this. Like, who are your friends? Like, I, we went to very different high schools. Yeah. Oh, than yeah. these people. Yeah. Well, like, just awful people. Right? And like, awful. I mean, I played poker with friends like growing up, but never smoking. Right. Or for real money. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would say that playing poker would be the least of your problems if you were hanging out with that group of friends. Yeah. They're super skeezy. Really skeezy. Like their friend has a sex with the other prostitute like her friend vicky or roommate vicky i'm not really sure what's going on there in that relationship well even like <laughs> like they're just using him because his parents are gone like his one friend shows yes. up and he's like hey oh, we have nowhere else to go and i'm yeah, like with what? his like princess die looking girlfriend <laughs> he's like, hi hi yeah um oh and then that part yeah we don't even talk about that ugh. the whole thing was just just like filth it was just, yes. a tr- it was a garbage fire from start to finish. And I am not, a, I would not consider me uh, myself a prude in any way. Like I can handle stuff. I could not handle that. And I, I was think dying. It was just because it's a child. Yeah. I mean, this is like essentially child pornography. If he is under 18. It's true. It was just disgusting. I mean, technically he was 20 when he filmed it. But the, yeah. What I'm saying is like I know, the character. character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The character. And it's just like, what I'm, I'm, I'm we, we and I think I said several times, and this is why all the men I've dated are terrible, because they probably grew like, we up love watching this movie, and they're like, this is how I want to be. Um, I There were some shocking things in the movie. Lots of shocking things. First of all, way more nudity than I was prepared for. <laughs> I was like, well, she sat down, and I was like, just so you know, it's rated R. I don't really know why. And then I looked it up on IMDb, and it was like, um, sex and nudity. Severe. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> Well, we were like, we were joking. Fun to watch with your coworker, and I was like, maybe it was like, you know, maybe it's like the f bomb a couple times. Well, because you were thinking it was Ferris Bueller's Day Off with a couple f exactly. And then I was like, well, you know, and then I joked and said, well, he isn't wearing pants in that iconic scene. Maybe they consider that partial nudity. I was like, yeah, his legs, his nude legs. Oh, we should have been so lucky. I wrote down so gross. That's all it says. Just, <laughs> just so gross, so gross. The shots of him as a child, barf, barf. Oh, all sardines. <laughs> she was really hung up on this sign they in a shop <laughs> window that just said "all sardines, ninety eight cents. cents." And she was like, "Does that mean any of the sardines are ninety eight cents, or all of the sardines? You can buy all the sardines we have." 
for 98 cents because that's a steal even if you don't like sardines that is a steal i was very concerned about this yes. we need more information i didn't about even the to, be, to be honest i didn't even see the sign i think she, maybe she made it up oh no it was in a shop but they did say it. i did write down harvard they made a joke about a harvard mba they're like you know what a harvard mba makes their first year and they were like super impressed about this they're like 40 grand <laughs> it was 83 <laughs> 40 grand it's just one of those things that you can joke about yeah, yeah yeah um gross teenagers banging yep that was uh when the two friends were upstairs <laughs> making yep. a terrible noise just way too much um, and like the audio like they really wanted you to hear what was going on so it right. made it sound like it was in the same exactly. room even though it wasn't uh super cool prank calling a hooker for your teenage friend <laughs> that's what i wrote down um Runs a freaking brothel. I was very upset about that. And then old lady on train equals me. <laughs> old lady on train <laughs> equals me. Um, yeah, we saw the iconic shot of Tom Cruise in the Ray-Bans that I used for my... And now I'm just... I'm disgusted <laughs> that I used it deplorable. as the artwork for my podcast. <laughs> that it's... But it's while he's interviewing for college while a brothel yeah. is going on and, at his house. And I have to say, he make, it's right after he makes a very important joke about University of Illinois. What's wrong with University of Illinois? U of I is great. So that Go line was improv and that oh, was it yeah and the director kept it in because he liked to smile afterwards but all it was a little creepy it was very oprah on the couch it was it very was this very... was like early glimpses yeah you're like oh i see couch jumping happened. tom cruise yeah yeah 100 percent. 100 percent. um okay so i have some trivia oh okay lots of trivia actually okay um that i wrote down so <clears throat> i thought this was really interesting because he was 20 when he filmed it okay and they said um, in an effort for Tom Cruise to look more teenage in appearance, the producers put him through an unusual bit of physical training. Cruise worked out seven days a week in order to lose 10 pounds. And once that had been accomplished, he immediately ceased working out and ate extremely fatty foods in order to add a layer of baby fat. So that is how oh. he achieved that fresh faced teenage look. And I thought that was really fascinating. And also because like, it seems like a lot for a movie that probably doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> like, that does but tom cruise was like really but i feel like that's don't you feel like that's like totally something he would do like it he's is. like just committed like yeah yeah very like method um i noticed that he was he had some baby fat and yeah. i just thought it was because he was younger yeah but no i think that's, he, that's a little bit more interesting yeah, yeah yeah like they actually like like purposely did that um the dance scene where joel dances to old-time rock and roll the infamous mm -hmm. underwear dancing mm -hmm. scene was completely improvised so in the script, Tom Cruise was simply instruct instructed to dance to rock music. That's it. That was it. So, so he, he must have picked one he didn't know the words to because he clearly he really, didn't know there's the a word. couple lines where I'm like, wow, and couldn't they just like cut? Okay, right. he, like, do you hear the words? The line. Yeah, <laughs> but I guess maybe it's kind of nice that it's like it seems more realistic. I guess. Yeah, I mean, he but he was like annoyingly like I don't know what's the word I'm looking for over the top. He was like annoyingly like uh, awkward. You know what oh, I'm saying? Yeah. Like I don't I don't know. That was, was just, just me. really trying to be a teenager, right? Like well, and all, and then like the fish move that he did, and I think I think you know what I'm talking about when yeah. he went like face on the first couch into yeah. the couch and flailed about like a fish. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get what you're saying. <laughs> that was improvised. 
And apparently, they, and they were like, oh, let's keep it in. Yeah. Ooh, like, that's, that's good. great stuff, Tom. Keep it coming. Great. Keep doing the fish thing. <laughs> if you want to do it on the floor, actually, that would be free, fine, too. Just <laughs> keep. Like, and then Tom comes to him. I'm like, I could really use, I really need to see how a fish works in real life. And they were like, well, great. There's a place down the street. <laughs> sardines for 98 cents. All the sardines cents. you want. For 98, for 98 cents. Or one. Have, we don't know. Have at it. Then there was fish that came out of the car after it came out. There's of the a lot lake. of fish in this Lots movie. Lots of fish. I know. Um, so the sunglasses Joel wears are the Ray-Ban Wayfarer model. And annual sales of Wayfarers were languishing as of 1983 but skyrocketed 2,000% after the movie's release. Wow. And I feel like they're still pretty popular. I felt like it was symbolic of like when he wore them, he was like the, the adult the version. The ego yeah. of himself. Yeah. yeah. Like he was like the yeah. older version Like he turned of him. into a yeah, yeah, yeah. savvy business, um, business man. A business man. Business boy. Since gross, that's what he was. Gross. Um, gross. I have to, those are like my favorite. I have a pair of, not that, not Ray-Bans. God, I'm not made of money, but. Um, Ray-Bans? <laughs> no, I do not. Um, but really? I, I happen to really like those sunglasses. And so I wear a pair that is very similar to that, which is why I chose that for the artwork for the podcast. Cause it's like, well, Tom Cruise and I have that in common. Um, so that was interesting to me. I don't really love the context in which they were being used, but whatever. Yeah. Um, and then she wears them at one point. She does. Yeah. Um, okay. So interesting. Other people who auditioned for Joel Goodson. Good son. <laughs> um, John Cusack. Oh. Nicholas Cage. Oh. I know. I wouldn't do that. Michael J. Fox. Oh, never. I bet he turned it down. <laughs> I'm going to um, believe that to the day Tom I Tom Hanks. Yes, exactly. He probably turned it down too. He would never. He would never. And Sean Penn. Yeah, he would do it. He would do it in a heartbeat. So this is really funny. One of my other um, pieces of trivia was that um, Rob Lowe in his autobiography said that he'd turned this role down because he thought it was weird. <laughs> and I was like, I have so much respect for Rob Lowe. I know. I know. And I'm like, Rob Lowe, I get it. It yeah, is weird. It was weird. You I'm were like, right, Rob Lowe. You were right. Don't regret it. Um, Sharon Stone auditioned for the role of Lana okay could totally see that totally see that this i think is fascinating frank sinatra was kid considered for the role of guido frank i don't even know what to do with that frank sinatra but was deemed <coughs> too serious for the role well i mean yeah i mean he really he, dodged a bullet right like oh for real could you imagine no. Ew, like what a, ugh. yeah i mean um, i don't think that he was particularly scary Frank Sinatra? Guido. No, Guido. Well, no, I oh. think Frank Sinatra was terrifying. <laughs> oh. I was like, wait, who's, wait, what are you saying? <laughs> um, no, Guido was Frank not. Sinatra? Guido did not, like, strike me. No one was a great actor in this show, like, no. in this movie. Let's be clear. Tom Cruise but was he the did, best. Yeah, he was one. the best actor yeah. in the entire movie. And um, maybe Booger. Booger was pretty good. <laughs> he, does he have a name? I don't did even you know. Um. But yeah, like Guido did not make me feel like, oh, he's someone scary. You know, what I I'm could saying? see like the Chicago, like he like, was kind of kind like of hard. Yeah. 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 He wasn't really like if Frank Sinatra. Right. That, it would have been I real be scary. Terrifying. Yeah. Right. I mean, well, because he, he lived till 1998. Who did? Oh, Frank yeah. Sinatra. I know. I don't think I knew that. Yeah. I remember when he died. How well, did he like live so long? <laughs> what? I was like a full grown human. You were like a baby still. <laughs> I was 11. A <laughs> full grown human. Um, That's hilarious. Uh, Tom Cruise and Rebecca De Mornay began dating during the production. I feel well, like I mean, yeah, 
well i feel like that's a lot of like tom cruise dated a lot of his co-stars right over the years um so that's not surprising um so this is interesting at joel's brothel party the mm-hmm. song swamp by the talking heads plays in the background and the song contains the phrase risky business ah. so i think that that's kind of where they got that from interesting um this is another great casting trivia kim basinger turned down the role of lana because she didn't like the script okay you know what props to her again her, her and rob Lowe have just shot up my list of respect <laughs> i know right i'm like you're right it was a terrible script it was kim a terrible basinger. you were right to do that oh i also wrote down come on glenn come on glenn <laughs> no, we're both fans of the good place um <laughs> give him his bike give him his bike yeah glenn come on on, um apparently megan mullally is in this what it's the film debut of megan but i didn't see her no she had to be one of the call girls we gotta look that up we gotta we got youtube we gotta look that up i hope she wasn't who else would no, she have been? She, I mean, she could have been in the nurse's office. Remember, there was Which, another speaking nurse. of the nurse's office, when he grabs the nurse oh by the gosh, lapels. I know. I know. And he's like, woman? And you're I like, know. oh my gosh. You punk little... I mean, he got suspended for it, so... Um, this is my favorite piece of trivia. Um, and it's my last piece of trivia. The film was originally called... Ready for this? My Biggest Nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> no it's called white boys off the lake <laughs> that's what he said I, I did not make that up no i know. I know and according to paul brickman the director the studio disliked this title as they felt it sounded like an off-broadway play and that's why they didn't like, that's it. Why they didn't like it not that it's a little bit of a risky thing to say now risky. that's risky now that's risky business calling a movie white boys um, off the lake I just oh love gosh. that. The studio disliked this title as they felt it sounded like an off-Broadway play. Oh, by the way, like watching it, I was trying Sounds to like figure out. Sounds like the opposite of a Spike uh, Spike Lee movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it does. Like whatever the opposite of Spike whatever Lee is. Whatever that is. Yeah. White boys off the lake. Yeah. Like. <laughs> and I, but I feel like we would have been less interested in watching the movie. Yeah, had it been it called White Boys Off ourselves. the Lake. Yeah, we, we would have saved. Well, we probably wouldn't know Tom Cruise either if it hadn't been It's true. There's popular. something real fun about risky business yeah i guess i don't there know was. i don't understand why people enjoy this movie. Hours ago. I'm, <laughs> I know. I'm really messed up <laughs> this is gonna this is gonna sit with me I'm, I'm for not, days i'm not gonna sleep for and not days. for nothing but the last two tom cruise movies i've watched have had full-on naked ladies i'm just saying you haven't even done eyes wide shut yet i, I don't know what you're gonna do i don't know <laughs> i don't know what you're gonna do but I have, a, but I do have a connection to Eyes Wide Shut. You do? It's not what you think it is. <laughs> I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm not, not submissive, any... Sarah. I'm telling <laughs> you. Not what you think? It is. Why do I keep having to defend myself? <laughs> you keep bringing it up. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, no, the uh, the the masks that they use in Venice. I have a mask from that same shop that made them for that movie. Why? Because my dad went to Venice. Oh. And he was like, you know what Sarah could use? A memento <laughs> a from Eyes Wide like, Shut. Like mine was beautiful. It was like had music on it and whatever. Right. It was not a weird <laughs> Eyes Wide Shut thing. And props to him for even like sharing that information. I think he just really liked the movie trivia part of it. But yeah, he yeah. gave he gave uh, us dad. both Have like, you seen Eyes Wide Shut? I know. <laughs> I didn't ask him. <laughs> I did not ask him. You're like, I don't want to know if he has I seen it. I don't ever want to know. 
I don't ever want to know. I don't ever want to see that movie. This one was enough. This will hold me over several years from watching anything terrible. It's true. Okay, so on a scale of one to ten, what would you give it? Is like one one's the worst, right? Yeah, one is in like the worst movie you've ever seen, and ten being like your favorite movie. I will give it point nine eight. <laughs> wow, for the ninety eight cent sardines. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's hilarious! The best part of the movie, the best part of the movie, also the ninety eight cent sardines. <laughs> that's hilarious. Watch perfect. You gotta at least give it like a two or a three um, for Bronson Pincho. Bronson Pinchot, but he wasn't a very good. First of all, he didn't have an accent, and like you know, I'm sure he hated being typecast for having an accent because he had an accent in Beverly Hills Cop, and he had an accent in Perfect Strangers, like the over the top kind of. Now we would probably consider it offensive, but because <laughs> apparently, but it was so fun back then. It was so fun. <laughs> We're like a Belky Botacumus. Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. Um, but uh, I think like the sardines part definitely. <laughs> <laughs> got it <laughs> two or three come on glenn that's pretty funny set in chicago you get a point for that and for inspiring the young minds that created its better sequel ferris bueller's day off i will give it a four a four all <laughs> yeah, right i'll give it a four that's about where i would have put it yeah not for those reasons but yeah yeah it's just like i don't understand so a 72 percent audience score is that what it said 72 yeah 72 percent he really does look so young in this movie and i guess like i i still think like top gun is kind of the thing that really launched his career yeah but this got him top gun oh yeah for sure like he would not have had way better in top gun well yeah action tom cruise is the best tom cruise like you know what i mean like that's like that's where he really shines right and everything else is just kind of weird. The other thing that was weird about the movie was like the dialogue. There was like weirdly long pauses. Yeah, they were kind of like robotic. Like the diet, like yeah, the like the exchanges were very robotic. Like they talked like this about brothels and things. Like it was just yeah. a really weird and awkward way. Like yeah. everything was super dramatic, but also not plot holes like, galore asunder. Yeah. yeah, I mean it was like. It was, it was, how'd you know she was going to be at the hotel? How'd you know where where she lived? Yeah. And then he like runs to her house and like starts crying because, oh, my life's falling apart because I called you. Let (laughs) me go to the same person that caused all of these problems. What did I say? What did you say? You said, mommy, I'm sad. (laughs) No, mommy, hold me. (laughs) Mommy, hold me. (laughs) Because literally it was like a small child running to their mom, even though it was just the prostitute that tricked him and stole all of his stuff. And knocked his car into neutral. Yes, she did. Does he? He never even realized that. No, he didn't. And then at the end of the movie, he still meets with her and he's like, be honest with me. Was it a setup? Was it a setup? And she's like, no. And I'm like, you're dumb. And then they're like walking in the park. And she's like, what else can I steal from him? Yeah. And they're like, and you're like, hey, let's hang out some more after I go to Princeton. Maybe you can like screw up my collegiate career as well. (laughs) She's like, first I stole his virginity. (laughs) Then I stole his egg. Then I stole his furniture. And I ruined his dad's car. <laughs> then I stole, then his, I stole furniture. his furniture. Oh my gosh. And All you right. Know what? You know what? In a way, she stole a lot from us tonight. <laughs> she stole two hours Time of our lives. Get back and oh. some human decency. And here's the funny thing that movie's only an hour and a half long. And didn't, oh that, my gosh. didn't it feel so much longer? I've legitimately been here for five hours. There's no <laughs> way. 
There's no way. It's tomorrow, right? <laughs> it's tomorrow. Oh my goodness. All right. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This was so fun. Yay. I'm sorry that you picked Christmas. <laughs>